Hello. Welcome to the Gallimaufry Gals Book Club. We are discussing The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson. And if you haven't noticed, this is part two of our three-part discussion. So if you have not yet listened to part one, we do suggest you go back and have a listen, or otherwise just enjoy our continued chat. Um, oh yeah, we didn't really say, but um, Shalane was like really good at drawing and everything. Um, she's like really good at drawing. She's able to like snapshot something and then like draw it up like super accurately. And I just, I don't know, I just thought that was a really cool like character trait or strength mm -hmm. that that the author used because I don't know if I've actually like, yeah, if I've actually read a character who's like super talent was drawing. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I mean, there's people with photographic memories when it comes to words and things mm -hmm. and like I, I can kind of remember on which side of the page something might have been on, but that's as good as I can do. I'm, and mm -hmm. I never thought about someone being able to look at something in real life and then being able to recall it to draw. I kind I wish I could do that. Well, like, oh, I want to take a picture of that in my head so I can remember it. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. don't. <laughs> but I also think that it's cool that she could just draw and like not think about it, but see it and just draw it. And like things ended up in her drawings and she's yes. like, wait a minute. Yeah. And she got freaked out by it. Like yeah. it was crazy. Yeah. That was really cool. It was almost when that happened, it was almost, it reminded me of someone taking a picture and, you know, like a ghost is in the background or something, mm -hmm. but because obviously they don't have photographs in this world, like that was kind of the equivalent of like her just mindlessly drawing and then, oh, there's a ghost or whatever, you know, like her, the right. dark shadow figure, which I thought Those was are really creepy. Yeah. Oh, and now it's closer. Right, right. <laughs> I'm going to blink. I don't see it, but I'm going to draw it. Now it's closer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really creepy. And they look creepy, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, explain again how they look. They're like figures, but then like their heads are like runes. So like, Yeah, that's kind of what it seemed like. Yeah, I don't oh, really yeah they know. have glyphs, like their faces, like yeah. glyphs or whatever. Yeah, glyphs. There we go. They're wearing black clothes. So like, kind of think, I don't know, I kind of thought of like Dementors, but like instead mm. the head is like a glyph. And yeah. I think she actually had a drawing yeah. in there too that actually showed like what they looked like. Um, and like very toward the end, we do find out that it is a soul caster thing. Cause she, what are they called? Like her and Jasna are both, they find out that they're both able to soul cast without the Fabriel, but without the soul right. caster. And yeah. then Jasna explains that these these dark glyph spren uh spren are basically like spirits and we can go into that a little bit differently but she's jasna says that these are these are associated with their power but jasna can't see them so That's right. right yeah i thought that was really cool mm -hmm. like, and that it's cool in general that they find out like shalon finds out she can soul cast without a soul caster yeah and that jasna actually is too right <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool, actually. Like, I did too. Yeah. So yeah. So Shalon was trying to. She was trying to figure out. She was trying to steal the Soulcaster, and she ended up stealing Jasmine's Soulcaster and hiding oh, yeah. it and swapping it with the broken one. But it ended up that the one that she stole was actually a fake, because mm -hmm. Jasmine's kind of. She kind of expects people to steal from her 
anyway so she's got fake ones around and well, she just doesn't need a real one so yeah yeah she doesn't need one she uses yeah. it for show she does it for show right <laughs> yeah and um and then yeah toward the very very end um shalon basically she, you know she kind of confesses to what she's done and she's like well i can't what more do i have to lose basically i'm leaving this place anyway i might as well let her know that i swapped the fabriel so and it was a good thing she did do that because that was when she found out that they both have the same ability to change to transmute things into other things and what did you guys think about like all of the different powers so far like I, I don't know how to really... <laughs> I thought it was... Oh, like, that's a, a good unique, way to ask that, yeah. Like, a unique way to do magic. It's not wide, like, known, like, most of that stuff. And, like, everything is kind of, like... Magic is... I'm going to call both, like, soul... Like, the soul casting and mm -hmm. the surge binding or whatever. They're all kind mm -hmm. of magic, but, like, mm -hmm. in their own rights. And they're all very, like, secret. Yeah. And also very, like, yeah. not well known about mm -hmm. like well, the soul casting is well known but like isn't widespread right well, and especially not without a fabrio right and and to me all those special powers are tied to the radiance of the past and so there's some stigma with that and oh yeah because the radiance in this in this world they betrayed humankind right that... by, and that was when they left all their stuff and didn't go back to the yeah, fight. So at least the perception that they were that they betrayed right because they just quit and walked away so yeah so it is very secretive and very few people have the power the soul casting with the fabrils is a little bit different but still there's not that many that can do it because i think it takes a toll on the person's body and mind as well were there any other magic type abilities i'm trying to, i feel like there's another one I feel like the shard there's... blades themselves are kind of mad. Yeah, I guess they yeah. are. They, yeah, you know, they have like the heartbeats, and then it like comes from mist, and then it's like they own it, but it's still kind of like magic, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, they were working. There was like people working on like creating other short shard things, and like they were like shard shields, but they weren't like as. Oh, yeah. good as like shard plate and because right. they were fabricated oh, yeah. instead and then of there, like there was like gotten from the past shard hammer too which didn't destroy but it just like flung your enemies away <laughs> oh, yeah, really that's far. <laughs> yeah the, the gems itself were interesting because oh, it's yeah. like they used the them as currency the they used them to make magic happen like they used it like to light their lamps and they used mm -hmm. it right. <laughs> the, the fabrials and they you know, used them um, to like power, power things, <laughs> but then yeah, they were also the money. Yeah, that was confusing to yeah. me. That was kind of actually pretty confusing <laughs> to me because there were gems, but then there were also like just spheres, which I kind of, I imagine them to be like marbles, but without like the things inside of the marble. And so how did you guys? I actually thought of them spheres? like marbles too. Yeah, even with the like little like oh cute yeah like the thing inside in of them, there. and that's part, the part. <laughs> That glowed, mm -hmm. glows. Oh, cool, cool. Well, that's cool. For you some know, reason, I just pictured them as like smaller pieces of bigger gemstones. For okay. some reason, mm -hmm. and I thought of them more like kind of like an oval, like a flat oval, oh. kind of almost like like those you know fish those, fish tank things. Well, like what you put in the bottom of a vase or something. Yeah, okay. like yeah, flat, or like, like in a fish tank. Yeah, like, yeah, they're like glass yeah. and they're like flat. 
flattish flat on the bottom and kind of rounded at the top that's That's so cool that we all kind of had a different image of of those spheres that's so neat (laughs) so talking about gems do we go into what gem hearts are yeah let's do it all right the war on the shattered plains had turned more not so much as a retaliation against the parshendi for killing the king and became more of a hunting event um, was killing Parshendi. It was more of a... It was more games than... It was more games, yes. It was like... Who could get there fastest? <laughs> yes, who could get to the... I can't think of what they were called. Chasm fells or something. I don't know. Chasm, chasm fiends? Yeah, so if they could get to them first and kill them and cut them open, then they'd get this giant gem that was their heart. Yes. Well, most of them too, they weren't actually going and killing the actual, the fiend. It was, they were die. they go up to the top to die. I thought it was to turn into a chrysalis and then they would evolve from there and become something different, like a butterfly. Mm -hmm. I guess I didn't think that they were evolving into anything. I thought they were just like, they go up there and then they die and like they're basic what's inside them is that there was something well, the larva, about they called it a larva though yeah it was a larva yeah i thought they like went into the larva and then when they hatched they were the chasm fiend that ate okay. everything yes chasm yes. or chasm chasm c-h-a-s-m chasm or chasm I always chasm. call it chasm. 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 Yeah. So the chasm fiend, I always, because they describe them as like super ginormous and huge, I assume that they hatched out of the larva, but. Right. That's, yeah, that is what it is. Yeah. But so they, they try and, yeah, go- usually get them when they're a larva because they're all wrapped up in a chrysalis and they're. <laughs> easier to kill because they They were pretty dangerous (laughs) yeah and so it became more of a competition between the different princes Mm -hmm. of the lefty to who can get there first and who can get the the gems and they you know keep track and became became more of a sport and 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 of course the pashendi are going after the same thing which i don't know why but if it's for the same reason or if it's because the Lethi are there and they're just going to try and kill the Lethi. But they do try and, because they said sometimes the Persian we get the gem hearts before mm-hmm. they right. do. And I don't the, know. The I mean, they use the gems in like their beards and stuff. So maybe they just. Right. But they're not, <laughs> but they're smaller on charged ones, right? Or they're uncut. not, oh, they're, they're not charged because. They're, they're charged, but they're uncut. So they're not like faceted. I right. don't know. I don't know. I just assume they were smaller broken up pieces. Yeah. I don't I don't actually know I don't know where they get gems that don't come from gem hearts I don't know because <laughs> there's like sapphires and diamonds and rubies and like I don't know like are they mined somewhere I, I know they, is that what they mine you know what like Shallon's dad where his mines of diamonds or something I I don't know that's what the war camps had become more of a games to get to the who can get to the gem hearts first instead of um, who can instead of like a noble actual a noble war <laughs> right or a war for a cause like a, a reasonable it, cause yeah they had never and it's like they were just kind of stalled out in the same places and never went any farther and right you know and and I know that's part of where Dalinar was kind of questioning them. yeah because Dalinar was basically thinking like well this can't go on forever and we've been away our our war camp and whatever our people who are associated with the the army they have been away from the main city for Mm -hmm. like what was it six years 
something like that. Something, was something crazy. Yeah. And he's, he's, he understands that the, the union between, you know, the city and their, their, the camp there is, it's diminishing. They need to, they need to do something else. This can't just keep being drawn on. Right. And Dalinar is king, the king that got killed. It's his brother. So he's the uncle of the current king. Yeah. El, El Hokar. <laughs> yes. 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 This is the first time I've actually been using these words. Out loud. I, I know. It's very strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why couldn't they use John and Bill and Jane? Fancy. <laughs> so interesting. Like how, yeah. W- would it change how we feel about the book? I don't know. Or the characters. I don't know. That's Probably true. Because we don't have a perception of what Kaladin a person with that name would be, but we have an idea of what Elvin, <laughs> Elvin should you be doing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. But, yeah. Yeah. So that so. kind of like brought me to Kaladin mm-hmm. and Bridge Four then. And, you know, we talked a little bit about it before where he was sold into slavery onto Bridge Four, which Bridge Four was known as the bridge that has the most deaths. Yep. Very few people survived. Um, mm-hmm. Until Kaladin turns that around (laughs) that's right i mean he was a healer because he had worked with his dad as a surgeon bridgeman he'd been a soldier one thing that i noticed was that he really suffered from depression a lot and self-guilt and just internalized a lot of he felt guilty about his brother's younger brother's death even though it wasn't his fault um disliked the light eyes because if you had lighter colored eyes, then you were more gentry and in a higher caste and it, than if you had dark eyes. So I thought that was an interesting, like, racism kind of deal. Except, it, I yeah. mean, it wasn't really racism. It was eyeism. I, I don't know how you would describe that. But, like, I thought that was discrimination. Interesting, interesting way to, to discriminate. Yeah. Light eyes versus dark eyes. Like, what? yeah. Interesting. And, and other countries around them like the Thalans and that they didn't go by that Mm-mm. it was just the Alephi that did hmm. that hmm. yep so yeah I thought that was really interesting and there's a point where Kaladin actually does think about killing himself yes and jumping yeah. into the chasms yeah um, and that was like one of the few places that the slaves the bridgemen were allowed to go was to a certain spot by the chasms because many had thrown themselves over and killed themselves rather than to keep mm-hmm. going on because they had no hope they had nothing no nothing but to be to to die basically for everyone else yeah you know, they really they had, didn't have anything to look forward to no like sure they were paid but it was like a super paltry sum and the likelihood is the next time that they went out they were dead like mm-hmm. exactly so it was a very yeah but that's really in, an interesting thought because, again, I don't really know if I can, I'm sure if I started to really think about it, I could find something. But it's not common that you do see a main character having struggled with depression, really. Like, mm-hmm. at least, I don't know. I, I'm Like I said, I'm probably, I could probably find something. But like this one is, yeah. It's, it's not it's, super common. It's not super common. And no. yeah, it was just very... Like you could feel his desolation <laughs> through his dark period there as as a bridge man. Right. And he yeah. had that as a slave also. As opposed yeah. to bridge riding man. on the wagon. Riding in the wagon where he had a really mm. bad depression. And mm-hmm. 
right too so i mean yeah I, I just thought it was really interesting that the author gave this character depression as one of his traits one of his personality things and how he kind of works through it um, yes to overcome it and mm -hmm. that it comes back and mm -hmm. he has to fight it more than once right which i mean is true for depression in general Mm -hmm. exactly it's not something that just goes away you you get you get past one hurdle only to come across it again mm -hmm. exactly so i thought that was i thought that was really mm -hmm. a good point yeah i'm just i was just thinking about that because i what were some of the turning points for him overcoming that or working through it was it i can't really remember if if there was um I know Syl helped a lot. Yes. Syl yes. helped. A spren kind yes. of? Like, like a fairy. I don't, I always thought of her as a, it's like the, a blue fairy. It was <laughs> like honor spren. Yes. Yeah. It was an honor spren. And mm -hmm. a spren is like a spirit. spirit. And a manifestation mind, of an energy, of a, of a type of like feeling pretty much. Or, or rot, like. Because there's different, yeah, like there, there are different sprens. There's like there's rot anger spren, spren and anger rot spren. spren and fear spren and like. And yeah. I imagine them like little, like in a cartoon comic, like little thingies coming off of people and like glory I think, spren. And, <laughs> yeah, like I think, like, I think they of, described it yet. Yeah, I think of like um uh the the Ghibli films, like yes. some of the little things like from like Howl's Moving Castle. I think has oh no, it's um bearded away maybe they have the little like charcoal little dudes yeah like, I mean, maybe think of yeah, those little yeah. things right <laughs> so like yeah they're just like the little, balls little... yeah soot balls wind spren and for me i always think of those as being like fairies and yeah i thought Syl was a wind spren she, she thought, thought she, she was oh yeah. okay <laughs> she was they flying actually, around with them. for a while yeah but then later and it really on that switched yeah. yeah she evolved and remembered more things mm -hmm. i think it was it almost felt to me the way i interpreted it anyway was like as kaladin kind of learned more about himself and his his own journey toward being an honorable man mm -hmm. she became more of a more of a person herself because she became yeah. like a full yeah. yeah she became like an individual and like actually became like a full-sized like lady or girl or whatever um, if she wanted to yeah, yeah if she when yeah. she wanted to but she couldn't do that in the very beginning no and that was no. because his own honorable like ideals and like his sense of self was just so diminished so she could only really she was only so small and <laughs> right herself. and they, it's like yeah they like they grew together yeah mm -hmm. yeah right. i really liked that i mm -hmm. did too i really like her um i also liked that like not everyone could see her like he yeah. pretty much was the only one until um someone else joined rock the, yeah rock grew um Rock joined up with Bridge Crew for because he was the only. <laughs> but other than that, he was the only other person that could see her unless she actually showed herself to them. Right, unless she allowed it herself yeah. to be seen. Yeah. Yeah, and it was which really, I thought was interesting. Yeah, me too. And I, I liked the imagery of of him just like talking to himself, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then like his Bridge Crew were eventually like, oh, he's just doing that again, like, <laughs> <laughs> right. He made me a little bit one. crazy, but it's kind of know. funny though. Like some days, sometimes you like see someone just talking, like because they have the little earpiece and they're talking oh, on the mm -hmm. phone, but you can't tell. 
So you just like receive random, like people randomly talking to themselves, it looks like <laughs> in real life. They're really talking to a spren. They're really talking to a spren. To cover up. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all I have to do is start wearing a little earbud so that people don't yeah. know I'm talking to myself. Exactly. Yep. But okay. I mean, they'll still think you're talking to yourself until they see the earbud and then they'll think <laughs> that you're not talking to yourself. <laughs> so. <laughs> So you just have to like move your head around so people can see your ear. A little bit. <laughs> I mean, but speaking of crazy, <laughs> then you yeah. also have Dalinar who's having these visions when he, whenever oh, the high storms yeah. hit. Oh yeah. And he goes into these like dreams, which he's not sure what they are, if they're real, if they're, you know, visions, if, but they always seem to be of like in the past. And he's like actually like taking part in them as mm -hmm. a person right i thought those were really interesting to see too and then like mm -hmm. him finding out like what they actually are and like well and he acts them out so everyone thinks he's going crazy right or that he's afraid of the high storms because he's trying to keep it on the quiet because <laughs> you know you don't want your prince to be crazy well and there was taboo around people having visions too oh, yeah. like telling the future right right that was like against the religion right mm -hmm. Yeah, like it was really, it would have to be a very special case for your visions to actually have come from the Almighty. Right. So, right. Which is kind of that's the only way they could be there. <laughs> it was really yeah. interesting when I was reading that part because I, I was just, I'm just recently reading something about um, St. Faustina and she had visions and like she had to talk to a priest like the priest in her convent or whatever about these visions to like to, and they like they like she so it was like the same thing so it was like oh like <laughs> <laughs> it's just interesting but it's interesting too because like they actually were coming from the almighty right well, as we right. later find out yeah. like he talks like he to himself him, yeah <laughs> kind of well he talks to him but he's not actually being talked to he's ta being talked at it's like a memory like a that was really basically like a voice recording right yes. right yeah. or a video recording but he got to like relive these past scenes yeah and as different people which yeah i really for me it gave me a good i i mean kind of an idea of like oh all these bad things happen and they're always bad things there was never anything good <laughs> Yeah, they were always taking place like when like attacks were happening and like right. it was mm -hmm. basically replaying like the desolations, I think. I think so. What it was supposed to be. So like you got an idea of like, oh, this is what happened. This is what's supposed to be happening again. Like Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah, is this the future or the past? Because he really didn't know. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think, did he start having them being recorded? Yes. Um yes. Navani decided it was in part four toward the toward the end of the book um his sister-in-law i said the king's widow yep the king's on yes he first met her <laughs> yeah they have they have some history but yeah mm -hmm. she decided to record his visions which was like kind of a big deal because even um dalinar's son adeline he was kind of on the fence like if he was if he was going kind of crazy or not right and but then Navani was recording them and she's like did you do you know what you just said like he had said something that he should not have been able to know about while he was having a vision and, and it, he, it basically validated his visions 
It was and in another language, was, wasn't it? Dawn Chant. Yep. Yeah. 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 And so then that also gave them the key to unlock some of their writings that they had that no one had ever been able to figure out because no one knew what Dawn Chant. They didn't have the key to it. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So he's, he wasn't crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even though not everyone believed that. Just kind of going on their relationship. I just I just finished the book, so everything was like really fresh in my mind from like mm -hmm. the very end of the book. But um when when Dalinar and Navani started to court each other, what did you guys think about that? Like how were like did you did you feel like it was it felt natural? Like what did you think? I liked I thought, it. I thought they were awkward, but like, I thought that it was kind of, I mean, they'd had feelings for each other for a long time and they just weren't able to show it mm -hmm. for many different reasons. But like, I think it was like, okay, I think enough time has gone by for you to be Oito that it's fine mm -hmm. for both it of is, them because they both were, he, they both were widowed. Right. right. Yeah, that's true. And the thing is in their religion, your sister-in-law was supposed to be more like your sister. So in their religion's eyes, it was like he was dating his sister. Yeah, there was like a, they made a dif differential, like a, a difference between like the tradition versus the something else. Like, she, cause Navani made the distinction. Cause she's like, it might be against tradition, but it's not against, oh, I don't know right. if it was the codes or like. Yeah, right. I think it was the codes. I can't remember. Yeah, it wasn't it against was. the codes. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So it was like, it was just mostly, yeah. It was not fashionable, but it wasn't illegal right. to do. Right, right. Right. And in other races and other parts of the world. It was normal. That was no big deal. And I just thought it was kind of neat that they were, I don't know how old they really were, but you know, they were the older people and that yeah. they actually found love. And, yeah, that's yeah. a good like point. That. And companionship. And, right. Mm -hmm. They're like, we don't care if people think it's scandalous. Like, we're old enough. Like, screw right? them. Yeah. <laughs> and it took, it took Dalinar a lot to get to that point, but he did yes, get there, did. which was really sweet because he was basically like, he came back from the war and he was basically like, fuck it all like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> i thought it was interesting that he could not remember anything about his wife yeah we should go into that <laughs> well i guess yeah. that in turn is also a kind of magic yes yes oh yeah so was his ability to have the visions do you guys think okay so at one point in time he had visited what was it the person oh. Yeah, I can't remember it's what like she was called. Some kind of like a special power, Witch. but then it also gives you a curse. Right. It yep. gives you what you want, a blessing and a curse. A magic. blessing and a curse. Yeah. yeah it was the like old magic. Old magic or whatever. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was actually frowned upon. Right. Mm -hmm. So was the the blessing the visions of the past or future? to help the future? And then was the curse for getting his wife? The curse was forgetting his wife. What was the blessing? What was it? I can't. I know. I was... The blessing was forgetting other things. See, and I was thinking that he. Because I read the second and third book. So I know that. <laughs> Fair. Um... But I was going to say, because it's like, <laughs> fun. Honestly, now the, we can't the blessing... just speculate like idiots. Like, yeah. Oh, come on. Well, you don't want to say. I have the vision of the future. It's like, honestly, the. I thought that was the blessing. Was, like, he just didn't want to remember his wife anymore because it brought too many bad That's memories. That's what I thought, too. 
Yeah, that was my thought too. Yeah. But then he was also really pissed about it a lot of times because he's like, damn it, I can't remember what she was like. <laughs> I can't remember her name. I yeah. really, that was really <laughs> interesting <laughs> in the book. Um, the author, when, um, what was her name? Ne- Navari. She spoke the name of his, his widow, his wife. And it was like, it came through as like, shh, <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah. white like- noise on a TV. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just like that. that. Yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> yeah. It was. Oh, just looking interesting intrigued. concept, honestly. Like, just yeah. like, no matter, like, any mention, any picture, like, anything, like, just does not, cannot see it, cannot hear it. Like, yeah, I thought that was interesting. But yeah, old magic. Another magic. It makes me wonder if that's what, like, um, having Alzheimer's is like. Yeah. You know, that you just can't remember and, and you just, I don't know if you hear the white noise, but that's got to be a lot like what happening. Yeah. I don't like know, maybe falling, you're It's like falling noise. down a chasm. It's like, because it just happened to me now trying to find that lady's name and. And you just and, mentioned and, it two and, seconds and, ago. <laughs> that's why I was like, wait, what, what? And then you all you were like giving of? me dumb looks and I was like, <laughs> well, I thought you were trying to come up with like. a different name. <laughs> I thought you meant the wife's name. I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I know. I know. I'm just saying like, that's what it feels like. It just feels like you're falling down a hole. <laughs> oh, there's just so much in this book and there it's is. so interesting. And... It is. And like, like even I'm just kind of scrolling back up to where we had. Kind oh of yeah. I'm scrolling here. too here. Like Kaladin's desire to make his crew feel human again even right by by like by healing them by doing campfires and the i thought the campfires was a great idea yeah yeah and it's like that's i feel like i feel like that was a a big part of him and I, i again i can't really remember if it was kind of sill who kind of inspired him but i feel like his his just belligerence to you know whether we die or not we're going to at least live as as human as humans you know like like he wasn't he decided to not think about the inevitability he was he decided to think about just living like regardless (laughs) and that was like he decided that after he came back from thinking about killing himself and i'm trying to remember i know he told gaz that he the the person in charge of Bridge Four, that he was taking over, and he didn't want any guff from them. Mm-hmm. And Kaladin started doing calisthenics or like running and doing things mm-hmm. to build up mm-hmm. endurance, so that when they ran with the bridge, they weren't just all pooped out and right. Laying yeah, there. I loved that entire evolution of the bridge mm-hmm. crew because yes. yeah. originally, like he was just struggling. He was in pain. He was just like at the end of each run, he was sitting and panting like everyone else and just dead tired. And then we see him like, okay, why don't we like against all impossibilities? Let's let's just try to put ourselves through more hell and make <laughs> ourselves stronger. Right. And, <laughs> At first, you know, he got weird looks and like he had like two other people maybe who were like, all right, let's, why not? Like, and then like eventually he, you could just see this whole evolution of, he basically became, I mean, he, he was a leader. Um, he yeah. was basically like a symbol of hope for them. Right. Right. And then a lot of them had stopped 
they didn't have as many people dying as they had before. Was that because of the conditioning and the camaraderie kind of thing? Or was there something else involved? And it was definitely Kaladin. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think that had a big part. <laughs> and um, I'm trying to think. Now, he, there was a part where they were all kind of working together and they had learned to put the bridge sideways mm -hmm. or something. As a to, shield. To, as a shield, use it as a shield. And by doing so, they saved themselves, but a lot of the other bridge crews died and a lot of the soldiers died. And then he realized, oh, this is part of a plan, a big, there is a bigger plan to this. Mm -hmm. Ah, we really are the fodder. We don't matter. They're just using us so that the soldiers don't get shot. Right. And he was punished for that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. He was thrown out to oh, basically yeah. to stay out in the high storm and he's hanging upside like, down by his ankles, which yeah. should have killed him, <laughs> which should have killed him. Instead, it made him strong. <laughs> it revealed his power. It's like, and he glowed. <laughs> yeah, really, I, I love the fact yeah. that only one person realized what really happened. Yes. Um, Teft, he Teft. like, wait a minute. He gave him the one, the one little gem. Yeah, to like hold Fair. because, you know, you're supposed to hold one out in the high storm. If, you know, you're ever caught out there, it's supposed to bring you luck or whatever. And he ended up, it saved him because of that. He was able to like absorb it and basically heal himself because of his powers, which right. he didn't know he had, but it saved him. Mm -hmm. And then Teft is like, oh. And so he was constantly like bringing in like the fully charged ones to, to Kaladin and and to help him heal after he was mm -hmm. brought down so that he could finish healing it also yeah, makes he sense was pretty so, beat up, so oh yeah. yeah he was torn to shreds and he didn't wake up for like days days and days or something like that right yeah, yeah. i think so yeah yeah but, so i thought that was pretty cool and i think taft had noticed because they always carried their gems with them because they never knew if they were going to come back to their bunk house or not mm-hmm and so everyone always carried their their gems and different valuables out to the field when there was a battle. And I think Teft had noticed him glowing slightly at a different point before, or was it after he was hung out in the? I thought yeah, it was before. after. I think. I think it was after. Like okay. he started. That's when he really started to realize like what was happening because then he also was he just started watching him more. Yes. Like and more closely and was like oh and like even when they did the bridge runs at the the arrows were missing him and he's yes, like they were like swerving they get there I and know. swerve away yeah like, <laughs> above his head instead of in the people and mm -hmm. yeah i thought that was pretty cool I, th I think it's interesting too because like not a lot of people actually like know about that ability or anything but tef did and, right like, i think because he had heard stories from when he was a kid mm -hmm. so a traveler oh right so because wasn't he the one that was um that knew hoyd Oh, right. Oh, I don't who, remember if it who was is Hoyd. Why are three men looking for him? I don't remember Hoyd. Why so, can't I remember Hoyd? <laughs> well, I don't either. <laughs> he's brought up a couple of times. One time we're in the, the fishing water village where yeah. the floors <laughs> yeah, are covered in water. Yes. And, yeah. and I want to know why they don't get wrinkly feet. <laughs> yeah. They do. Evolution. They've because, lived their long yeah. enough. They just they feel wrong not having their feet touching water. Yes. Um, but yeah, there's three men that are looking for him then, and that one's kind of just like a like we're like I, I think that's a 
first time they mention Hoyd. Yes. But then also later on, um, one of the nights, Kaladin meets him in like a chasm or something like that. Like, or off off near oh, one of the cliffs or something. Hoyd, Hoyd is Wit. He's sitting like, yes. That's, yes. that's Wit. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Or, why, find yeah. Out yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. It's both. I wasn't I was sure like, if it was in that book or in another yeah, book. I can't remember. I couldn't remember his, his real name or whatever. Yeah. Well, I think his real name is Hoyd, but he's been right. going by Wit. Exactly. Because he's right. the king's he's Wit. The Wit. That's why I couldn't right. remember it. <laughs> but yeah, so like, I think because Hoyd gives Kaladin like a flute or something. Right. He does. Right. Yes. And basically, there was someone that had been traveling with Hoyd at one point, and right. he's in Bridge Crew for it. I think it was Teft. I think so. And I think did he meet with Hoyd? There was another. There was himself? another person though. Who, yeah, I don't think it was Teft. I don't Teft, think so. I think was a soldier. Oh, you're yes, right. Yeah, Teft was okay, a soldier. Oh, yep, it was yep, like Sig right. Sigil or Sigil. 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 He gave Something the. Like yeah. He, yeah, he knew him and then he gave the flute to him, I think. Or he tried to, but he's or like he tried no, to give him to you. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Which does the flute come into play later on? I'm just curious. What the flute or Yeah, the flute. Yeah. Um Oh no, man. I feel like he like he's been like practicing it a little bit or something, but I don't think it actually is like it's not important to the story. Okay, just, I wasn't sure. I That's why I was, so. I was kind of asking you, Mom. <laughs> I was yeah, like, no, no. Except, you know, I, I can't say. It's like, I can't remember if he lost it or if he left it or I oh, don't that's know. That's okay. It, but um, it doesn't really, except that Wit asks about it when he meets him at one point. Yeah, so why are three men looking for him? We like, don't know. We don't, and, and I never we, did really. You don't know yet either. Wow. I think I know, but I don't. No, really, no. I <laughs> right. really don't know. Yeah, and to throw that in there, it's like, well, who's Boyd, and why are these men looking for him? And right. Who who lives in a village that their feet are always in the water? <laughs> right. And then, like later on, like you see Wit again, and he's like in a in the city, in the main city. Yes. In the capital city or whatever, and it's like, okay, it's like he knows more than he is like letting on for sure, like a hundred percent. Like yeah. he seems like he's one of those people that like is orchestrating stuff from behind the scenes. Yes. Don't Thanks. look behind the curtain. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. He, he's, he's an interesting, I think I found out more about him in the third book that really kind of brought some things to light. Mm -hmm. So, hmm. but yeah. And, and to be the wit, I mean, his job was to insult people for the king. <laughs> be clever to be clever like not yeah. not really a yeah. jester but yeah insulting. kind of a jester who like insults people more like um peeves the poltergeist kind of like well that he's more of like a jokester like prankster but yeah no, like I mean, he insults just, people basically like a celebrity roast that's a good way to put it and people exactly. expect it of him and like but yeah. he's also when he's not in that role, he's very philosophical and like yes. at toward mm -hmm. the end, um, when when Kaladin met him, actually, he told him a story about we don't know if it's true or not, but um, a, a story about a race of people who um, they seemed very peaceful on the outside and they but then like if someone like tripped or something like made some sort of imperfection mm -hmm. that they would kill them. Oh, like, yeah. And because that. because the king would not suffer imperfection and then someone decided to go up to the king's 
tower, which no one had ever done because they were so afraid of the king. And that person decided they discovered that he was he was dead and had been dead for a long time. Quite some time. Yeah, he was a yeah. like a mummy or a skeleton. He was dead for a long time. Which meant that all of the killing they had done was all on them basically because right. they weren't they weren't they were really doing it under anyone right and so what does that mean to your soul as you contemplate that yeah it was an interesting story for sure it makes me wonder like okay like what are you trying to tell us <laughs> what i thought was really interesting throughout this whole book it seemed like it seemed like the theme of honor came up again and again and this story that little story that Hoyt had told about I mean the the people thought they were honoring the king basically mm -hmm. and um I'm trying to think of oh yeah um Sadeus toward the end he was Another he prince. wasn't really serious about like that he was honoring whatever the you know like the the sanctity of the kingdom or whatever by letting Dalinar die or whatever but like he did kind of try to use honor as an excuse in a way to like kind of justify what he had done even though both throughout the story use honor almost as an excuse for whatever they want to do right. um mm -hmm. and i think that was an important kind of like i don't really know if the author really he he never he doesn't really like preach anything which is really no. which is great um but it, it, it definitely made me think like okay so honor is something good but it's not just honor that that makes it good or bad. It, it's what we're being, what we're honoring or yeah. Like if we're actually being honorable. Um. <laughs> and that's true. And one thing we didn't really bring up either was that Dalinar followed, I don't know what they were actually called, the codes, the codes of honor that were considered old fashioned and traditional. And I don't know if they came from the, book there's actually a book yeah. that he followed the way they did the way of kings the way of kings and so those honor codes were from that and and so in other princes in their kingdom thought it was silly but and even his one of his sons thought it was kind of silly to follow those codes too but dalinar really stuck to them whether he thought you know i'm not gonna say whether he thought they were right or wrong but he followed them to the letter without any deviation which i thought some you can't just follow you have to have sometimes there's gray areas well and most of the most of those codes too really weren't like really that ridiculous mm -hmm. like a lot of them were like one of the things was like being in uniform when you're at war or whatever so that way people right. can identify you as being a soldier a soldier whereas like and basically his his people were the only ones that did that Everyone else would wear lacy things and like frilly <laughs> silks and like colorful mm -hmm. stuff and his men were in their gear and there was things like no dueling while war is going on but like a lot of the things didn't seem like they were that off of like what would make sense. I don't know. Right. I felt that too. Like it was about tradition and integrity. Integrity. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a big Good thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I like the way his son kind of came to understand that a little bit more as the book progressed because he also grew because he was kind of a you know he liked to duel he liked to party he went out with lots of women <laughs> um, come on dad you're such a boomer right yeah. right 100 <laughs> percent that yes but yeah now, he did have two sons he did have two sons and the other son was ren somebody we'll just call him ren 
Renarer or Renarer? Renarin? Yeah. Yeah, Renarin. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, he wasn't very soldiery at all. No. No. And he had fits. Well, there was something wrong with him. Yeah, I don't know if he had epilepsy or forgot about that. Like Like anemia or something. It's like he'd pass out sometimes. Oh yeah. Yeah, And he kind of just stare. And I know that can sometimes be a sign of epilepsy. In my mind, I just gave him epilepsy instead of whatever he really had. Because, Mm -hmm. but yeah, that's what I thought too. And he was very weak Mm -hmm. and pale, so probably anemia along with epilepsy. But he's, he's almost like a side note in there. And I think that's how he was to Dalinar because Adeline was this hulking. Was basically following, following in his dad's footsteps, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and he was the older son. Yeah. Right. And Ren was more scholarly and not as interested in fighting. But I don't know where I was going with that. I just wanted to bring up that there were actually two sons. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think, like, when Aaron wanted to be a warrior, right? like, sort of, he couldn't be, like, trusted on the battlefield because of his illness. Right. So, yeah. Or, like, a liability. And so they basically didn't allow him to. But, but like, he did have shard plate. And a no, he didn't. No, he no, didn't. didn't. Oh. Okay. But Dalinar had set promise that the next set, he, he, would get an, he would get a set and he would give it to him. Oh, okay. <laughs> Even though, like, technically, when it came to it, he basically, he ended up giving his shard plate to Sidious. Oh, that's Sidia, right. Or whatever. No, he didn't give his shard plate, did he? He just gave his, his blade. blade. Oh, he gave his shard blade, right. Yeah. <laughs> shard right. blade, yeah. Oh, that's right. He said he would give his next shard blade to the kid, to his son. The shard, yeah, the shard plate to the kid, yeah. See, I can't remember what all happened in this. But, place. yeah, like... <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> you guys <laughs> well, want to like talk you guys about bring up stuff, and it's like, oh, good, that was in this book. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, betrayal. Let's... Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Are we going to talk about the betrayal? The Are betrayal. we going to talk about the betrayal? Hold on a second. <laughs> betrayal. Betrayal. Not the, the betrayal. betrayal. The betrayal. <laughs> so the betrayal is basically. This is like the a really epic battle scene which yeah this is actually one of my favorite battle scenes like in my mind like the visually it's a really epic epic battle because you have like the shard the shattered planes and the parshendi with their beautiful marbled skin and yeah there's just like a lot going on and this is i think three of the main characters lives intersect for the first time which is dalinar adeline and kaladin Basically, Dalinar decides, like, you know what? I'm going to prove that I'm not just some peacemaker. We're going to go into this battle and we're going to... We found this really advantageous area in the Shattered Plains where we can kind of trap the Parshendi and enclose them. And so Dalinar and Sadeus' armies are are doing that. But then all of a sudden, Sadeus and his army start to go away. They start. They just leave him. Start to leave, and And he's bringing all of his bridge crews with him. So as that happens, the Parshendi are starting to, you know, close in on Dalinar and his his men. And at this point, Kaladin is 
he is realizing what's kind of going on because he has a military background and he's seen like this guy's completely leaving Dalinar. Like he can see the betrayal from his standpoint. And kind of last minute, he decides to lead his own bridge crew back to basically try to save Dalinar. Mm -hmm. And in so doing, he reveals his like true power as storm storm blessed like he uses the stormlight to really like wreak havoc on the whole battle scene and they are able to hold out long enough for dalinar basically or for kaladin to go basically save dalinar and right because there was a part with shard plate and a shard blade yep and dalinar was in his fighting Mm -hmm. and he was getting beaten Right. They were near to not having their shard plate anymore. Right. Basically. Pretty much. Yeah. And so then Kaladin came in glowing and <laughs> surge binding. Like glowing yeah. assassin just <laughs> kicking ass. And yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was really an interesting really cool. scene in general because Dalinar and the Parshendi were kind of in a moment, having a moment. Yeah. Of like, almost yeah. understanding. Right, because right, that main Parshendi with the shard plate basically saluted Dalinar, and Dalinar saluted him, which I really thought was cool. That was a really cool, yeah. unique scene. <laughs> yeah. I, I had to read that again. I was like... Their equalness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then here comes Kaladin, and he throws a spear right in the guy's knee. Like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he ends yeah. up just killing the guy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because that the shard plate person got away. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah it, it was a really... But Sadeus had betrayed because Dalinar had wanted... Tried to convince all the princes that they needed to work together and they needed to move forward. Instead of just going after gem hearts, we need to get the Parshendi and crush them. Get mm-hmm. rid of them. Mm-hmm. And this is how we will get revenge for the death of the king, his brother. And Sadeus was the only one that agreed to do it. And then he betrayed him by leaving him there. And Sadeus was back at the, and his guys were back at the camp, kind of celebrating that they got away. Oh, poor Dalinar, he's dead. He got surrounded, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Until. <laughs> and then Dalinar rolls up. Yo, rolls <laughs> up. Yeah. I don't know if his horse was alive or not, was it? Yeah, his horse was, yeah. Okay. So yeah, he rode up. Rode up. <laughs> and yeah, it was a very emotional, emotional time. I also really like that Kaladin felt guilty afterwards about doing like stabbing the guy, the the Parshendi in the shard plate. Mm-hmm. When it seemed like Every, like the rest of them were because they were surrounded by Prashendi and they were like all formed a circle around the two that were fighting and Kaladin kind of just came in and mm-hmm. it, he's like I broke the respect that they all had right mm-hmm. and he felt bad about it I thought mm-hmm. it was interesting that he felt that way mm-hmm. he was a very em- empathetic person mm-hmm. yeah and he really disliked death killing people I mean I'm going to say innocent bystanders or not that the Pashendi that were fighting were innocent bystanders, but they weren't fighting. They were just watching. Yeah. And I feel like the Pashendi, I think he said something about him seeing, I don't know if I'm making this up, but 
that he saw more honor in them than some of his own like yes. army men yeah he definitely in... said that okay yes which yeah yeah that was he respected them more than he respected his own people mm -hmm. right which i mean more people but the light eyes right yeah and like because he'd had a lot of really bad experiences and that honestly yes. pretty much all of them involved yeah them being pretty dishonorable to just about everyone that they met every right. time he thought he could trust the light eyes they stabbed him in the back right or well more legitimately just killed people he knew 